uh, okay, let's, uh, let's do this. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. Uh, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away. Way out there, Nathan it, is Jeff. Uh, go to uh, Apple Podcasts. Go to Podcast Addict. Go anywhere where you can uh, rate and review the podcast because that would mean the most to us. Uh, keep listening. Subscribe to us. Tell all your friends, your family. Tell them all because you know honestly we are the best. So continue listening. Uh, let's. Um, Oh, this episode, we're getting into our Fearless Beer Review. Then we're going to do <laughs> our vinyl pickups, leads into our song of the week, and then we're going to round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. Now, Jeff, let's get right into our Fearless Beer Review because intros are boring. Go! Uh, I've, got, I've got an IPA today. Yeah. A haze what? or what? No, just... It looks like just a normal one. It's, it's called Disco Turkey. Ugh. And uh, it's, it's from Aslin, Aslin Beer Company. And uh, it looks like this is in Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah, this is a New England IPA, 5.5%. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of stouts, so I, see, my voice looks loud. Does it sound loud to yeah, you? Yeah, it, it does sound there loud, yeah. What does it look like on the... Uh, it was pretty loud. Was it? Okay. Uh, it was pretty loud, yeah. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice, okay. but I notice it now. Oh, Does it sound okay. better now? Oh, it sounds much better now. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I'm blasting in there, when I'm clipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you were really loud. I, I can't wait till I see the edit on that. <laughs> so, yeah, Aslan, uh, Disco Turkey. Disco Turkey. Um, well, how, is Aslan, the, how, what is it, how is it spelled, the, the brewery name? Uh, A-S-L-I-N. Oh, okay. I Not thought it was like going to be the, Aslan. Like yeah, not like that Narnia. stupid fucking monkey from Narnia or whatever it is. What was it, a gorilla? He's a lion. A lion. Yeah, that's what He's it was. a lion. Yeah. I don't know. Those are great from. books. I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't read. Um, so this. <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is my favorite book of all time. Yeah, because you're a little cuck. Oh, that's cool, I, though. I don't give a fuck. Um, okay, I don't know. Sorry. This is. Actually, maybe this is like a hazy because it doesn't say hazy anywhere. It just says New England IPA. But then in, in the in the uh, details, it says the hops in this hazy are all about showing off their bright, juicy citrus flavor. Oh, okay, yeah, that that does sound like a hazy then. So maybe this is like a maybe this is like an in betweener, you know? Yeah, like a hybrid one yeah. using certain hops, but it's still a hazy. Interesting. Maybe we get some like hybrid moments going up in this busy with this hazy. <laughs> Have you already poured it? No. Okay. Well, I guess you'll pour it while I talk about mine then, right? That's what I, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I got this one from local liquor store over here. Uh, this is uh, from Brewery X, another Brewery X beer that I've never tried. This is also a hazy IPA. It's called the Dictionary Dictionary Roulette. Hazy IPA, 7.4 ABV. Uh, it says brewed with citra and mosaic hops. 
And uh, like we talked about before, especially Ooh. last week, Brewery X has, I've never had a bad beer from them. They're just solid through and through. So did you say it's good stuff. Did you say dictionary or pictionary? Dictionary. D-I-C-T. Dictionary. C. Dictionary. Uh, so yeah, so dictionary roulette. I got it also because the label. It's like very Las Vegas. It is actually. It's like a play on the Las Vegas sign. It just looks nice. It looks nice. Uh, it pours pretty yellow. I uh, cannot see through it at all. But I'm excited for this. I'm always excited for hazies. So mine must have been like shook up because mine's definitely a hazy. It's it's a haze for sure. Okay. It looks Why like do you think just it came out super carbonated or what? I don't know if yeah, I don't know if it was shook up or something, but um it like phoned up immediately. Uh, so that's fun. So now I got a oh. glass that's half full of foam. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, so at least you haven't never mind. No, at least I don't at least I don't what? No, I, I I was thinking of something else. Forget what I just said or what I was gonna say. Can't can't do that. No can well, no can doosville. I thought you had two glasses for whatever reason, and I realized, oh, you just didn't fill it up all the way. Mm, yeah. Never mind. Just let's continue. Sorry, have, let's just don't continue. Don't have two glasses. That's yeah, definitely not the, not the thing here. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you want to do. Like, it's still, like, it's half full of I mean, of we, we, can, we, can, we can talk a little bit more about it. Uh, we could talk about a review that came up on mine. What do you want to do? Yeah, why don't you do yours? I'm going to try and, and salvage this. <laughs> okay. This okay, so... On Beer Advocate, our boy Raul, he did uh, he did leave a, leave a review for this Brewery X beer of mine, and uh, he gave it a four out of five on Beer Advocate, and this is what he said, Jeff. He said, man, big shout out to Brewery X. They went big out of the gates like Ron Jeremy, and they delivered. Their spot is massive for being a new brewery, yet like King Tut, they have owned it. This one right here, Dictionary Roulette, is just nice, soft New England IPA. It won't blow you away like the USS Texas, but it's still solid like when my baby mama shifts her Jetta into third gear. Get it. What? <laughs> Dude, he has the best fucking reviews. I love Raul. Dude, we need to meet Raul. Like, Raul, we need to, there needs to be like a meeting. It, he must be uh, super local then, right? He has to be, yeah, because Brewery X is less than 10 minutes from me, or about 10 minutes from me. So he has to be local, like super, super local, hyper local. And he's got to be like somewhere in like our age range, give or take like maybe five to seven years. Yeah, has to be because, well, now he mentions, uh, no, he mentions like old things sometimes. So I, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, hard to figure it out. God, but I really want to his reviews. His, his reviews are the best. So <laughs> I did like the the last line though. <laughs> it won't blow Jetta? you away like yeah it won't blow you away like the USS Texas but it's still solid like when my baby mama shifts her Jetta into third gear what does the fuck does it even mean I don't fucking know I don't know I love it though <laughs> 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 or they or, or man big shout out to Brewery X <laughs> they went big right out of the gates like Ron Jeremy and they delivered <laughs> it's so bizarre but, but they owned it like King Tut like yeah, I mean, see, the, the, the Ron Jeremy comment is also, it's, it seems like something that's a little bit old, like a guy who's probably a little bit older, referencing Ron Jeremy, seems, he seems older. We'll, we'll find out someday. We'll meet him someday, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. All right, how's your beer? You ready I'm, to drink it? I'm just about, I'm just about there. 
Okay. Do you have anything else to say about it before we we tink or, or no? Except that I'm already fucking. I was a pain in the ass pouring this stupid motherfucking thing, so I'm already irritated. So it's better be really good, or it's getting a shitty review. Thank okay. You. Oh, do you want to give our? How about this? How about I do? Our, I'll, I'll explain our three point rating system, and then hopefully your beer is ready to go. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. So we do have a three point rating system, and we will rate our beers as soon as we take a sip of it. Uh, so our rating system is three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but you, sh- you should at least give it a shot, and zero is a uh, drain pour. So uh, yeah. without further ado, Jeff, without further ado, let's, uh, let's, let's take a sip of this stuff. You ready? Tell- well, hold on. Oh, my God, dude. I was taking the perfect picture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> yep, that is mediocre Ooh. as fuck. What what's wrong? Oh, is it, it, it's yours is probably bad because it's uh, probably lost a lot of carbonation because you don't know how to pour a beer. Yeah, no, it's 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 um, it's all right. It's flat AF. Is that what what it is? Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> that I probably mean, you know. To be fair, too, I don't know how long this has been in the fridge. Like I just Ooh. we had a lot of. I don't know. I've never even seen this thing before. We have a lot of stouts in the fridge, and every time I bring a stout, I'm like, oh, I got another fucking stout. Wow, my name is Tyler. I, I talk yeah. like this. And so I, I just, I I, this I was do. the first one that was a not stout, so I grabbed it, and this is why I drink stouts, because this is trash. <laughs> it's re- so what do, is it just too sweet, or what, what don't you like? Let me, let me get a little sipper. Let me get a little sipper. Okay. Mm. Okay. There's nothing to this. I don't, th- I don't taste any citrus. I don't taste any okay. citrus. I don't really taste any like hops. So it's yeah. not even like hoppy. This is like a weak. This is like if Blue Moon made a pale ale. That's what this oh, tastes like. That's lame. It's, pretty, it's probably just a bad, I, bad haze. Don't judge I all mean, hazies on this. I think all hazies are bad. Don't judge all hazies because of this. Well, me, that's not I, fair. There's not even like an ex, expert. Ex, ex, wow. Expiration date on this thing. No born date, nothing. Nothing. Maybe that's maybe that's a big issue too. And I don't know. I've noticed like a lot of hazies are hmm. a lot of good hazies are made here on the West Coast, not on the East Coast. So maybe that's it too. West Coast, the best coast. It is the best coast. Um. So, uh, my. So, what, what do you rate your beer? Um. This is a one. A one. Never gonna drink it again, huh? <laughs> no. No, I think there's two of them in the fridge too, and I won't even, I don't even think about drinking the other one. <laughs> Slun will drink it for sure. Probably for sure. He'll probably think it's amazing too, and then ask where you got it. <laughs> but um, so my uh, my my dictionary roulette from Brewery X. I'm gonna. This is this is pretty citrusy. It's pretty good. It doesn't have a ton of aftertaste. Uh, it's not super like well rounded. I guess you could say it's still really good, but it's definitely not the best hazy i've had but i would definitely drink it again and if it was the only hazy at brewery x at the time i'd I'd drink i'd pick it up so uh i'd give this one just a solid two a solid two it's not super orangey it's more just like a a generic citrus but i like more of the orangey taste but it's good still good i give it a solid two out of three okay i'll have it again okay have it again Hmm. what do you um what do you got for your backies uh, some some B two Ls in the can. I got some Michelob Ultras, prickly pear cactus, and lime. Chorus grows. And I have this new Michelob, like 
It's like their um, their low calorie beer, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it was thirty it was thirty percent off, so it was like really cheap. God. So we, I bought I bought both cases that they had. Oh my god! Why do you always drink bad beer? I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it, uh, dude. Honestly, I would like the other day I was thinking about how I pretty much if it's not like a stout, but even that I don't drink a lot of them. Cause they're expensive mm-hmm. and they're, they're filling. I really only drink like, like Bud Shitty Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, or I'll drink like Bud Light Limes, a prickly pear cactus thing or Corona Light. <laughs> and that's like all I drink. Uh, so boring. It, Honestly, it so is. Boring. It really it's, is. <laughs> at least but. like change it up with some like Mexican lagers or something or they're too or expensive. Ambers. Oh my god, dude, they're not really expensive at all. Yeah, dude, you can get these like dude, these Bud Lights are giving away. <laughs> yeah, but they're not good. That's the thing. But they're cheap. You might as well drink <laughs> Keystone. Just drink Keystone. Just drink Keystone then. Uh, you don't care uh, about the flavor. If you don't care about the flavor, just start I, drinking Natty Ice I and do, Keystone. I do have a limit. Okay, I, I do have don't. a limit. You don't. You don't. No, because don't. one time we we Sloan and I were thinking about. In our minds, we're thinking about how bad Tecate was, and said, "Well, it's been a while since we had Tecate. Let's uh, let's 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 get tall cans and and see how if it's like really as bad as we remember." And uh, it was, it was. <laughs> they are they are fucking terrible. So, uh, it, I I even like murdered mine with like four or five limes, and I it just it, the nastiness permeated through the lime flavor and disgusted me. So I, I do have a limit. I do have a limit. Occasionally, I'll, I'll, I'll spice it up, though. I'll, I'll buy the Corona Familiars when they're on mm-hmm. sale. But, but that, like, when they're on sale, it's like, it's not twenty two ninety nine. It's twenty one ninety nine. So it's, you know, a dollar off. For the, for the taste, for the flavor, for the quality? Come on. You got to pay a little bit extra. I think I just get too, like, I don't know. I just get too, like, lazy. I don't want to, like, I do most of my shopping at the grocery store. Total Wine sucks. I fucking hate that place. Yeah. <sighs> got to find a good liquor store, then. There is one, and it's right down the street from our house. Like I could walk there, but but I just don't. Lazy? I just don't go to liquor stores. So like it's out of my way. I'm already at the grocery <laughs> store. Hey, you're out of control. You're out of control. But then so. I'll drive. But then I'll drive 45 minutes out to you know North Phoenix to pick up a bunch of records. <laughs> or you'll drive fucking three and a half hours to Yucca Valley for laser discs. For laser discs, yeah. <laughs> What a Which loser. we'll talk about. I don't know if we'll talk about it on this episode, but we will probably we'll probably talk about it after uh, after you come down here twice. But yeah, twice in one week. Twice in one week. God, I can't believe you're going to be doing that. But uh, but anyway, do we have any more on the beer on our beers or what? Are you going to no. finish yours? Yeah, I'll finish it. Okay, good. It's cold. I guess let's. It's got that it going for it. Yeah, it does. Okay, uh, so then let's get into our vinyl pickups, and that leads into our songs of the week. So what do you got? Uh, some of this stuff is bleeding from last week. I just uh, listened to some stuff, read a bunch of notes, and forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Forget mm-hmm. about it. So we we talked about uh, about this, but I I got uh, some Zappa records, some Mothers of Invention records, and mm-hmm. I didn't know they were until like I I I pulled them out because they had interesting covers, and then that's when I realized what they were because it's hard to see the name of the of the group on the cover. It's kind of like blended into the scenery or whatever. But I got Grand Wazoo and then Overnight Sensation. Um, both, like, like Grand Wazoo was the, the big band sounding one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where I he's like, like that, huh? recuperating. It's, dude, it's so fucking weird. 
I'd like. Oh no, you were indifferent. You weren't sure if you liked it or not. It's not. It's not big band the way you think big band sounds like. It is. It is like it's there, but it's it's completely buried, like six feet under, and just all these weird, bizarre instrumental parts. And individually, all these parts are so fucking sloppy, and they just don't Mm. even make any sense. But together. I guess it, it blends into something and it's so interesting. I like it. I like, it. I, I like it because I've just every, I listened to it three times and every listen, I just like, okay, this is just, I still just don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next I've one, listened to, I've listened to my Zappa record several times too, since I got it and it just keeps getting better and better. So now I'm just getting more intrigued on his music. But then I know like in the past I've tried listening to his stuff and I, I couldn't get into it. But for whatever reason, this the record I have has just, you know, it's just I can't I can't stop with it. I'm I mean so there's, there's there's definitely magic in, in finding Zappa in the wild, like we have been and I don't know, experiencing it through the vinyl because we're already super stoked about the vinyl anyway. I mean, you could put almost yeah. anything in vinyl and we'll like it more than we would have if we just listened on Spotify. <laughs> so there totally is true. that. There is that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's so pathetic. <laughs> um, but the other one I got is Overnight Sensation. This is, I think this was right after Grand Wazoo, but this one's even fucking wackier. This, there's a lot of soul and R&B influence in this. Mm-hmm. And... This thing bounces genres like crazy and it just goes from one to the next and it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And this is just, okay. this is like, it's insanity. It's so weird. Dude, I'm so interested. I'm so interested. <laughs> it's so what you got. fucking weird. <sighs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Makes but you laugh. never, you never really come across Zappa like at Aldo's or anything, right? Or you I, never really look, huh? I never come across Mothers of Invention, no, but I do come across Zappa, yeah. Okay. But it's always like 15 and up, right? Yeah. That's how it is here. Yeah. And I'm never going to spend that much for a Zappa record. The record that you have, the the, the Zoot, I think Zoot, it's called. Zoot Delores. Yeah. yeah, that one he's he's had for $20 for like a long time. And, and Zappa's a guy that I see him a lot everywhere, but I just don't know anything about his music or I've never got into his music, so I've just never even picked it up. And then even when I've thought like, Oh, I should get into Zappa. It's like, okay, cool. Now I'm just basically like jumping into an ocean. Like, where yeah. do I start? Where do I begin? What's good? What's bad? <laughs> yeah. Where do I start with his 50 records? Ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. But I, I mean, if you ever found Zuda Lords for 10 bucks, you got to get it. Got to get it for 10 bucks. It's so worth it. I think it's a solid record. I think actually he got a better copy of of because that Zoot one we got from the Beach Boys lot, yeah, yeah. And then I think he found a better copy of that same record in the same lot because he was selling that one for twenty five, and it was in uh, like mint condition. And that's where he got the Zoot one was from the same lot. So I think he left that one. And I almost think like he maybe even like left it for me because he knew I was coming right after him. So I wonder if like he left it, you know, like like being maybe, a nice yeah. guy. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. He left it for us. That was nice of him. Yeah. Even though he kind of like, you know, shiced you a couple times in the past, but. I don't think he's ever shiced to me. Has he ever shiced to me? No. Remember he did that thing where it's like a month ago or two months ago. He didn't shice you. He just kind of like, he didn't tell you about something. Oh, it was the records. He had the stack of records piling up and he knew I wanted them. And then somebody else came in and then we drove all the way out there to pick him up. He's like, oh, I already got rid of them. Okay, that's what it was. It wasn't like a shice. It was just a little inconsiderate and just kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little derp, 
Um, whatever. <laughs> what if he listens to the pod? Like, yeah, he ends up just listening sometime, and it's this one. That that would be funny. Like, I've always thought that too, because I mean, we don't like talk shit on him or nothing. But no, no, he's a he's a really cool guy. But yeah. it's it's just funny. But he makes I mean, fun he makes of me all the time when I go there. Yeah, yeah, and he made fun of me, and he only he, I've only met him like three times, and he's made fun of me. <laughs> so whatever. It's a fun shop. Yeah, I like that place a lot. But anyway, word. yeah, what else you got? Um, another one I got, Fleetwood Mac. I got another one. Mm-hmm. This band is really good. Really, really good. And I got <laughs> their fourth era? album, oh, Kiln okay. House. This is the first album without Peter Green. This is 1970. Okay. This, is, uh, this is still a blues rock album, but it's a lot slower and more dramatic. Almost mm-hmm. like a soft rock approach. But it, like it, that, that doesn't sound very exciting, but it's really, no. really good. Like some of the harms remind me of the way the Stones used to harm, like in their heyday. Mm-hmm. But there's just a lot of really good grooves, and Peter Green brought a lot to this band. So when he left, this was the first album that everybody was kind of like, "Ah, you guys are fucked," and they killed it, man. There's a lot of like cool retro '50s rock and roll vibes going on, and I think it's just, I think it's a solid output. And everything I've heard from Fleetwood Mac, like in the beginning stages, has just all been really good. The the bit I've heard from the early era, yeah, I've always really enjoyed, and I have one in uh, in my pile. It's waiting for me. That's my personal favorite. Still, even after the Killing House, that's still my personal favorite. Wait, which one is it again? I don't even. Then remember. play on. Oh, okay. 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 They 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 recorded this. Uh, I think this is like the kill a Killing House is a thing. It's like a it's like a house where they used they they used to use for like dry hopping or drying hops for, like, brewing needs. Mm-hmm. And they found some old kiln house, wherever the fuck they were, and they lived in this place for, like, six months or eight months in, the, in 1970 with their families, and they all moved in together. And, like, like the, one of them even got married there, and it was just, I don't know, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of interesting. Is, that, that is strange. It does sound strange. That sounds like too much. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's too much drama. It does, I mean, but the, the band was full of drama anyway, so it doesn't really surprise you. And they pretty much like imploded with every record, or they were on the verge of breaking up. It seems like on every record, it just that seems is, like them. Th- that's another one we got to redo. And yeah, but I don't know if we should do rumors again. That's the thing. We would. I mean, if we want to get crazy, we could do like pre Nick's era and then like post Nick's era. Yeah, I mean, obviously in two different episodes, but. Yeah, yeah, because I, I would be, I would totally be down to do rumors again, and then yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let, let, let's add that to our to do notes for sure. Let's let's put a pin in it, and we'll come yes. back. We'll come back to it. Yes. Never. Okay, <laughs> another right, one I got. Another one I got. Uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna say this right, but her name is uh, Miriam Makiba. Okay, she, uh, you have though. Okay. You don't, maybe I you have. don't know you have. So like Harry Belafonte's live at Carnegie Hall albums. Mm-hmm. She's on there. She's like the the woman that sings, and she I don't I can't remember. If she sings in a different language, but that's where I first heard her was on Harry Harry Belafonte's Carnegie Hall albums. It's her and Odetta that are both on there, but she um I don't know. I, I guess she's like the older voice. You can kind of tell mm-hmm. when somebody's a little bit older. She's the older voice of was the it two. Like raspier or something or what? Deeper. It, it just sounded more. More uh, wise, I guess. <laughs> like it's okay. been it's been around right. a little longer. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But but dude, this 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 lady is so fucking good. There, 
she does so many genres in this album and in so mm-hmm. many different languages. It is unbelievable. She can do like reggae in English and then jump to like blues into a language that I don't even fucking know. It is, it is, it is so great. And I, she carries this record just with like her voice and her singing, and it's it's amazing. And there's so much history to her that I got a little lazy and I didn't want to get really into it because it was a lot. Okay. So. Did you did you search her out or did you just like come across and say, oh, I, I recognize that name. I'll just pick it up because it's probably like two dollars. Yeah. So I, I told you to get that Harry Belafonte Carnegie Hall album, but I should have mm-hmm. told you returns to Carnegie Hall because that's the really, really good one. Yeah. But the first one's like, eh, whatever. But the return yeah, to Carnegie Hall had Odetta. She's like the, the folk singer, the blues folk singer. And then it had Miriam. And that's how I recognized them. It's, that was the first time I ever heard them. I was like, holy shit, these like, ladies have phenomenal voices. They sound great. And so then when I came across Miriam, when I bought that huge set uh, a couple months ago, I, I pulled mm-hmm. it out. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I know who this is. And I had forgotten about it. I never looked for it just because I forgot about it. And so yeah. I, was, I was very pleased. Okay. Very good. Very happy. So you paid like nothing for it? Yeah, it was free. All, all of these are free. <laughs> Everything I'm listening today is free. Oh, that's so annoying. I hate you. <laughs> oh, there's some good stuff that you're going to hate uh, me for later, too. But not oh, because sure. you're jealous, just because you think you think it's really, really stupid that I kept it. And I still think okay, it's yeah, really probably, stupid. Okay, probably, because you, you have a lot of stupid shit in your collection, so. Well, I have zero yeah. stupid things in my collection. Well, you have a lot of stupid shit in your collection. Um, like, some the other, brat, like the brat? Dude, you don't even know the brat, okay? Little Kim, go on. You better stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's where you draw the line, huh? Yeah. Little Kim is where you draw it. Getting too crazy. (laughs) All right, what else you got? I got more Hendrix. I got two. I got a live album um, in the West. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have this one? I think I do, yeah. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think you do, too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This live album was recorded in 69, released in 72. Um, It's good stuff. It's a lot of covers. They cover Sgt. Pepper's, Blue Suede Shoes, Johnny B. Good. Yeah. It's just, it's really fun and, and, you know, it's psychedelic and fun and it's, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's more fun than you, than you normally hear like Hendrix being. He's, he's not like a serious guy, but a lot of the recordings are very to the point. And Mm -hmm. this one, like this album starts off with Hendrix opening up and and he's talking to the audience and he says, it'd be a lot better if you all stand up for your country and beliefs and start singing along. And there's a pause. And he says, and if you don't, well, fuck you. And then he starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what the I can, hell? Yeah, I, I can hear the voice, too. I, I remember that. And if you don't, well, fuck you. Like, not, <laughs> not like fuck y'all or fuck you for dudes, just fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short record, too. Yeah, from it's I, not. From what I remember, yeah, it's very it short. Is, it is not long at all. But it's yeah. it, it's good, man. It is, it is good. And I did. Because it, it's recorded over, like, what, three different shows? Yeah, it's one of those fucking things, which kind of sucks. But whatever. That's like most, most. um, I don't know most, if not all live live albums. But I mean, I feel like this Hendrix one doesn't really flow like most live records do. Like they, they're a lot of people are able to get it, get the sequencing right, and make it seem seamless. But this Hendrix record isn't like that. You could tell when it like switches up to a different a different concert. I feel. Yeah, and I think good. too. I th- I think too. Like half of the album, I think like half of the album he uses um, 
one backing band and the other ha- the other half of the album is a different band. Oh, is it? Okay. That would make sense then. This is nasty now. <laughs> just not it's just not good anymore. So you're not gonna finish it? Uh you know, I don't know. Just yeah, chug I, it. Just chug yeah, it. I probably I'll I'll finish. I'll finish it. Yeah, like, like the, the half of the Hendrix album he uses um I think it's the bass player. I can't remember the bass player's name. I don't remember. But there's two different bass players and on the first half it's one, the other half it's it's the other guy. So Okay. For whatever that's worth, I guess that's cool. But it's good. Or not cool. Or not cool, but I guess. I don't know. Or not cool. Uh, Still, it's solid. I, it, it is good. I, I'm never going to purge it. So, you got used to probably pretty cheap too, though. Yeah, I think I got. I think it came. Mine came in a uh, in one of our big lots yeah. when we were when we were going like when we were going back and forth which one which albums we wanted. That's where I got it from. Yeah, yeah. It was like my one of my first picks. So. Yeah, so you got it cheap. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, totally. This fucking guy. Well, the way she goes. So, uh, what else you got? I got this guy named Leo Kotk, K-O-T-T-K-E, Leo Kotk. Never Never, I've never heard of him either, but the cover is just black and white. It's got like an art, I can't even remember what it looked like now, but I think it's got like an armadillo (laughs) or something on it. And I thought, this this looks interesting. I'll keep this. And the the name of the album is called Six and Twelve String Guitar. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe it's just going to be like a guy playing guitar. And it was. It was just, it's just one guy. It's only him on this record, and he just dubs himself on a six and twelve string guitar, and he plays around with himself, and it's really fucking good. It is amazing. Is he? Has he? Was he in any other band that we would know of, or is it just completely no, random? No, just like totally random. But he's by himself. I mean, he's been like in the music business and stuff for a long time. This was his. I, I don't know if it was his first album or second album because he released kind of two at the same time in nineteen sixty nine. Okay. So it's, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's either his first or his second album. And it's just, dude, it is ridiculous. He is so fucking good at the guitar. Like this guy slays. He uses a lot of open tunings. And so it gives you like a nice full sound. You're getting a lot of open strings being hit. And then when he blends a six and the 12 together, it is, yeah it is unbelievable. It is, what's, it his, is unbelievable. what's his first name? Leo, L-E-O. And then, oh, K-O-T-T-K. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And I'm, he seems, I'm really interested in this. And he seems like a funny dude too. Like he he sings occasionally, not on this album, but occasionally he will sing. And mm-hmm. he says that he doesn't really like his singing voice. He just kind of do it to add layers onto his guitar to prop up like the guitar playing a little bit because he says he sound he's singing sounds like geese farts. What? That's like that's what he like <laughs> describes his voice as. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love it. And like this album is it, incl- it includes like linear notes kind of, but yeah. what they really are just like random tidbits about the songs. Like for instance, one of the songs is called Watermelon and and the the tidbit says while at Watermelon Park Music Festival, I had the opportunity to play a banjo in the middle of the night for a wandering drunk. When I finished, he vomited. An astute comment on my playing made me feel very <laughs> distinguished. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and like every song just has these fucking random things about him that sometimes don't even make any sense whatsoever. But uh-huh. I'm just I am super intrigued by this guy. I am too. So I'm looking at the the album that you have. It has like perfect ratings. Like this is it is huh. it is ridiculously good. It is I, I I'm dude, really like interested. The, I was blown away by how good this guy's guitar playing is. And normally, like, because I've never heard of him, and neither have you, 
And normally when like it's somebody we've never heard of or even like some popular people, you go onto their Wikipedia and you'll look at like their all their albums. So this guy has 23 and every single one of them has a page about the album. And that seems crazy for a guy who I've never, I've just never heard of. I, I don't know. Who is he? I just, I don't get it. Underground sensation. I don't know. Like, I, this is so bizarre. I, I, I'm so I agree. Intrigued. It is like, it's, I mean, not that we know every fucking thing, but generally speaking, we, we've heard of a lot of, of artists and especially when, yeah, when somebody like you said has so much about them on their wiki and stuff like that's how the fuck we've never heard of me, especially being guitar driven people like us. That's how we started our music career. It's just, it's bizarre that this one eluded us for so long. It's so weird. I'm 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 totally I'm all in on this. If you ever come across one of his records, you know, pick it up because I'll be on the lookout too. I can't imagine this being expensive either. Like this has got to be like no, a three dollar no record. There's no way. Let's go spend some time on Discogs right now. <laughs> which which sucks too because because it's just another one of those artists you know where like Ariana Grande's records go for a hundred bucks, but then this guy gets gets lost in the sands of time. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Sad. Let's see. Yeah, it really is. So your record, vinyl-wise, on Discogs, let's see here. Oh, man, there's a lot of copies. So there's like over 300 copies on Discogs. Perfect. Percent. Yeah, the cheapest one goes for goes for $2. Oh, my God. $2, $5 shipping, baby. So, yeah, this is, this is dollar bin shit right here. <laughs> and I am so all about sad. it. And I'm all about it. All about it. It works out great for us, though, because, you know, we want more and we can get it. So it does. It works out, but it just it's just such a shame. It's just such a it's such a punch in the gut to like music in general and yeah. priorities, I guess. Mm-hmm. What a waste. What a shame. What a fucking shame. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah skip. Know. Check them out. Yeah. Skip, skip always takes notes, he says, you know. <laughs> Does he, does he say he takes notes? I don't know. Yeah, he says he, he listens to this part last so he can like Spotify recommendations. Oh, that's right. And stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. I know you have a hard time listening and stuff like that. I do. And paying and attention. I so have a hard time listening, reading. You know. Yeah. The pod. The pod has ruined me. It has truly yeah. ruined me. You got pod brain. Yeah, I was already on a downward spiral, and you know, it's it's <laughs> finishing me off. It's finishing me <laughs> off. So, uh, what else you got? Um, I got Paramore. Oh, dude, why? I got just Paramore's get, Riot. Just get Haley Williams' solo record. That's all you need. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You're 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 a silly you're a silly goose. You are a silly goose. I got just Paramore's here for Riot. Silly goose time, baby. Excited. But why, okay, is it good? Yeah, of course. It's just fucking fantastic. It's uh, it's <laughs> also one of the you know when Fueled by Ramen did the or they're still doing it, but they were selling those like um like a membership type of thing. You get twelve records, twelve months for like three hundred and seventy five dollars. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Which made each record come out to like thirty-five bucks. Which seems this, wildly expensive. Well, yeah, because they thought they were gonna sell out and stuff, and like half of the records they released already are fucking stupid. But this one <laughs> is that pressing; like it's the same thing, and it was twenty-two dollars, brand new at Grace Records. So, Jesus, you know, not not like shitting on people that bought the box set. Or anything. But they got freaking ripped off. But they got ripped off. And then, like, if there are, if Fueled by Ramen is already releasing Paramore's Riot, like, right now, like, what else are they going to release? That's true. That's very true. Like, what else you got up your sleeve? Like, they're, they're, like this is one of the, the biggest things that probably came out of that label. 
Yeah, except maybe like Phantom Planet was big too. I think the guest came out on guest came out on Fueled. But the yeah, guest was not there. The guest was definitely not. No, there's no way the guest was on Fueled by Rob. That I'm was too big sure, at that point. I'm pretty sure Phantom Planet were on. Let me. Let, let me let Phantom me. Planet was definitely on Fueled by Ramen. Yes, but the guest at that point, there is no way that the guest came out on Fueled by Ramen. Why though? Because it was too big. There's no way. They, they were they were getting too big. That was their second album, third album? Their second album. But yeah. see And plus, Phantom Planet seems like a band that already signed to a major label and then went on Field by Ramen later on. Like Kind of like a day to remember. Like Their last album mm-hmm. was on Field by Ramen. And they were on Victory for so long. Yeah, so, so the guest was on... First album was on Geffen. Second record was on Epic. Yeah, or the guest was cuts. on Epic. Look at that! Right off the gate, they yeah. signed to a major label. See, I mean, that's I guess that's what happens when two of the guys in the band are uh, actors. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that makes total sense. Of course. So their uh, their their fourth album, which is my favorite album from them, "Raise of the Dead," was on Fueled by Ramen, and that came out in two thousand eight. How popular so, is that one though? Is that like a like an ace in the hole for Fueled by Ramen on this? That was, that I mean, away. I mean, they were already, they were already kind of like, obviously, kind of going down from the guest at that point, and the album wasn't wasn't unsuccessful, but it didn't actually, it didn't ever bring them up to like as big as the stuff on the guest or as like the song Big Brat, which was on the on the self titled record, because that that song was really popular, but everything on Raise the Dead never really reached that that level. So, and then that's when they they went on hiatus after that album came out and they toured on it. I just, I just don't, so, I don't know what like this, what, what they're going to do next. I, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the artists right now on Field by Ramen, and there's some big artists, but not all of those artists' albums were on Field by Ramen, you know. So, yeah, that's another I thing. I mean, like, like Field by Ramen itself was founded by one of the guys from Lesson Jake, but not all of Lesson Jake's music was on Field by Ramen. Because that's so weird. That's why I was initially interested in this because Lesson Jake vinyls are crazy expensive. And yeah. super annoying, especially in the early days. But that's why I, I almost went with it. But not all of I think like like one of their albums is on Field by Ramen. So, but like Paramore's Riot, that was really successful. I don't know what else they're going to go from it. They've already released Fun some nights. They've already got the Academy is that was a good that mm-hmm. was a good first pressing, like a good introduction. Solid people have been asking for that one. That was a good one. But where do you go from here? What are they going to yeah. do? I, I'm looking on Discogs right now, and it looks like they only pressed this this one Phantom Planet record. They only pressed it twice, or no, ju- no, they they pressed it just once on two different on two different variants, from what it looks like, and that was just when it came out in 2008. So I bet there's probably less than a thousand. <laughs> so I mean, I it could be something that they would, they might, you know, they might repress at some point, which I, I'd be totally. Yeah, stoked for because I would like to have this record on vinyl. Would really like to have it on vinyl. I guess I'm just like I, I feel for the people that bought this, you know, yeah, exclusive box set. That like that really sucks. Yeah, it is like the, it's like me and the Mars Volta box set. I got fucked. this is way worse though. <laughs> That's true. Because yeah. I'm I'm buying I'm buying <laughs> the same the record sucks. that they're getting for twenty two dollars when they're paying thirty five a piece. And that Academy is back when it came out like around Black Friday. Target was doing the buy two, get one free. So you could buy the box set, which included the Academy is for $35, or you could just buy three copies from Target and they were like $25 each. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, you're getting three of them for fifty bucks. So I mean, what that fifty divided by three, that's like seventeen dollars each. If you just found two other people that wanted it, that's seventeen yeah, no, that's bucks true. for that. Which I'm paying sure thirty five. That's fucked up. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that's shame. oh god, yeah, that's a real shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, at least okay. you got something you like, even though it's not a good record. But okay. okay. Uh, well, that's wrong. But um, okay, let's uh, let, let's continue here. Do you want me, do you want me to go into the one that I think you're going to really be mad about, or do you want me to go into other ones sure. first and say that one for last? No, let's 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 make me mad. All right, so it. I got this one for free. I didn't think I was going to keep it, but I listened to it and I was like, you know, I kind of like this. And you should have probably given it to me, right? So I, I listened to it again. No, oh, you're definitely you not going to want this. Oh, okay. I, I listened to it again and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep this. There's there's definitely enough here that I like. But it's uh, it's all time low. Future Hearts, baby. There's six album. Oh no! Why? <laughs> Dude, I know. No way. You got to be kidding me. I know. It was funny too because when we were talking about like John Feldman projects, I was listening yeah. to it at that time, like fucking as uh, we were talking about it. It was so what, dumb. What, what do you like about it? I, I don't. I, I know it's yourself. cheesy and pathetic. I get it. But like these guys can really sometimes they can really write some really catchy pop punk stuff. They can. Or John Feldman can. With a lot of help, that is. A lot of help. <laughs> um, there are a lot of writers on this one. There's actually only two songs that don't involve Feldman, either as a writer or producer. Oh, but and wait, what's the name of the album again? Future Hearts. Future Hearts. I got I to gotta see this. I got to see this bullshit right here. It's <laughs> this makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in 2015, too. Come on. It's dude. There's Come there's a lot of there's a lot of songs on here that that you know, and I know you probably like hum them to yourself when no one's looking because they're so catchy. <sighs> but now okay. it's okay. Whatever. It's okay. it's. Dude, I don't care. It's catchy. That's fine. Okay. Punk Punk News gave this record a half well, star they, because they had to gave it a half star out of five. Come on, are you really are you surprised though that Punk News gave All Time Low half a star? I wonder who it was. I hope it was. Uh, I hope it was Tom Trauma. Ooh, I would love if it was Tom Trauma. Oh, let's see. Let's see. I hope yeah. I, that would be. Oh, that Dude, would be I so hope it's Tom Trauma. Uh, <laughs> n- no, it's somebody named Ronaldo sixty nine. <laughs> Ronaldo sixty nine. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. Reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo sixty nine. So good. So oh my god, that is great! Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh man, that that makes it even better than 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 Tom Trauma doing it because, yeah, Ronaldo sixty nine. That's good. He gave, <laughs> he gave th- this Ronaldo sixty nine gave Blinks nine uh, two out of five. So huh. there's that too. Yeah. So so he's warming up to Feldy. Okay. Ah, uh, well, probably he's not. Getting but. better and better. Can't believe you like this all time. Like, I I did like I was I was surprised too. I was, I was because this is a uh, it's it's a colored variant. It's like this blue and it's like a twenty five dollar record. And I probably could have got like twenty five bucks for it if I on eBay and stuff. And I was like, I'm just gonna throw it on just to see, just, you know, just see how it feels, just see what it was like. Okay. And I didn't there like the worst song on there wasn't a complete stinker. It was like okay, that that's okay. But some of the, like the <laughs> some of the good songs on there are very very catchy, and this is good pop punk sometimes. What you want from me? I want you to have better taste in music, but this fucking guy. 
that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, dude, Feldman is all has his nasty little fingers all over this. Except two songs. Oh, <laughs> There's God. only two that he doesn't either write or produce. Fucking terrible. And there's so many songs. Like, if you look at the deluxe version, there's well, there's like 16 songs. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Fuck, Fuck that. that. <laughs> as Feldman would say. Yes, as Feldman would say. Okay, what, what else you got then? All right. Um, not related whatsoever, but I got this band called Nectar. N-E-K-T-A-R. Mm-hmm. Nectar. Nectar. That sounds familiar. Okay. There, it's their album. Remember the future. This is an English prog band. This is like their fourth from like early seventies, mm-hmm. and it's just one song. It's a, it's a concept album, and it's just one song. It's split into parts on the track listing, but there's no pauses whatsoever in the music. I mean, when you flip it over, there's like a pause, but yeah. But um, it's I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. And what's what's weird about it is I I chose it because the cover looked really cool. But I'd already been looking for their debut album because, like, the story is the beginning of this one. So, like, their debut album is one story, and then Remember the Future continues that story. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. And, like, the story itself is, is is about a man who's given deep knowledge of aliens. Okay. And so he can't, like, like his mind explodes because he can't, he can't fathom that or whatever. And this one, like, furthers that concept, and now it's, like... Now a blind boy is achieving enlightenment, and so it's it's just really trippy and fucking weird, and it's it's but it's not like too weird. It's not too eclectic or weird. It's just it's just really well fleshed out, and it just it really yeah. does tell a story, and it goes from like beginning to end. And I originally found this band when I was listening to a lot of Gentle Giant because they're very similar in, in some of their in some of their music and some of the way they sound. But this is not this is not like as extravagant as some of the heavy hitters in Prague. It's not as flashy. It's, it's not as, as technical. There's, there's not a whole lot of things there to really wow you, but it's, it's, it's wholesome, I guess. It's really wholesome. Okay. It's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at their wiki right now and it looks like there's two bands. Like it's, there's like an, a, a, an American version and then a German version of this band. Yeah. But it's so the like, same band. Like the German version is, like one or two of the people who that couldn't use the name Nectar, so it's like, yeah. like German Nectar is releasing a new song or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like Black Flag and Flag. Yeah, it seems like yeah, lame, but whatever. Yeah, it's really lame. It's cool though. I'm interested I was, in this one too. I was I was I was surprised. All right, um, you got this one from a like a big lot or something. Yeah, this is free. <clears throat> of course yeah what's new right these were all free even, even nice. paramore's right that was free too yeah must be nice must be fucking nice yeah must be nice must be nice um <laughs> yeah this this is the last one then i got my my pick my my okay. p.i.k p.i.k k p.i.k uh hardened flowers <laughs> this is what, a what, is that a band yeah the band the group is called hardened flowers the album is called now is the time for hardened flowers i saw this because it looked super psychedelic and I asked uh, Desi to throw it on, and when he throws like a, like he plays like the radio, he plays like K or K, he he plays like KLOS or, or the equivalent mm-hmm. of that out here. Classic and, rock, yeah. And so when he puts a record on, it's fucking loud. Like he puts the KLOS at like five, and then when the record goes on, it's like nine. <laughs> and so he puts this on, and it's just me, Desi, and then this other dude that I met selling records. And so we're all there, and he puts it on, and I love it. I think it's fucking fantastic. But of course, no one else really does. This is this is like 
this is a more psychedelic Peter, Paul, and Mary is okay. what this is. It is very, very vocal driven, very harm driven. There's a little bit of country twang in there, but some serious like Sergeant Pepper's vibes. This is 1967. Um, and what's the name of the band again? Heart and Flowers. Heart and Flowers? Heart, like your your heart, mm-hmm. heart, fart, heart. heart and flowers. Heart and Flowers, okay. Yeah. They... <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. These guys all met at the Troubadour back in the day because on Monday night they used to have open mic night slash jam night, I guess. Mm-hmm. And these three guys would just go every week and they would just jam together. And eventually they dawned like, "Hey, we should just do. We should form a band." And they did. <laughs> like that's how okay. this band started. And they never really got anywhere because they were all kind of like half-assing, kind of one foot in, one foot out. But their most famous member, uh, Bernie Leadon. He would he would go on to be a founding member of the Eagles. Like he was in this yeah. band at one point, and then went on to do the Eagles. So, like this band did have traction. This band did have something going for him. It's just none of the members really wanted to do. No, it didn't seem like they really wanted to do it full time. Okay, I mean, look, yeah, they only have two albums in '67 and '68. So, but I'm it's interested it's, in listening. It is literally just like Peter Paul and Mary, just more psychedelic and a little bit of country in there. But like the old country, very twangy, very Hank Williams, Buck Owens country, yeah. Yeah, the good stuff. It's country from like the 60s and 50s. Yeah, the best the best country. Can't get better than that. The best country is America, Tyler. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Just kidding. Switzerland's the best country in the world. Well, if you don't like it, why don't you leave or something? (laughs) The last... uh, (laughs) The last, the last thing I have here is my weekly pick. Oh, you're such an idiot. Is my okay. P I Q. <clears throat> okay. All right. This the, what what do you got? It's uh so it's 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 by an artist named Wanda Robinson. At the time her name was Wanda Robinson. This is her only album. It's called Black Ivory from nineteen seventy seven. I chose the album uh, the song called The Meeting Place. Um, she did release another album a couple years after, but it was like a, a label thing and she had nothing to do with it. And they just picked and chose whatever they wanted. One of those oh, type funny. of things. Yeah. But like a little, a little backstory on, on this lady. She, um, there, there's not a lot of info on her, like at all. Like you had to really dig into some of like the weird threads and stuff that talked about her and, and reviews, but it's just, she is a poet. She is a poet, and this album is, is is a lot of poetry spoken over, like, jazz, funk, soul music, and there's a bunch of artists she uses as, as backing instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them came from the label, Perception Records, because okay. there's a couple artists on there that are from the same label, but, like, she, she quit she quit her brief music career because she was so tired of getting paid like shit and feeling used, so she like completely quit music and, and then total changed her name to uh, Lainey Mataka and then focused on poetry and publishing and has written a bunch of books that are all like poetry based. And hmm. this is, uh, like I said, this is her only album and it's really cool because it includes like a booklet. So it's like a gatefold, but imagine the left side of the gatefold is just like eight pages mm-hmm. and it's just all the lyrics from the poetry she's reading but then after like the last couple of pages is just strictly her poetry. So it's That's pretty cool. Like I fucking love it. I think it's amazing. I this kind like of right up your alley. I kind of heard of her because when I got when I when I got sent that um 
that that six or six records was doing anything. You send them like twenty bucks, and you tell them what you want. Oh, they yeah, send you yeah. something. Remember, they yeah. they sent me some some jazzy spoken word thing, and then I kind of got into it really really heavily. And then I remember th- not Wanda Robinson coming up, but I, but I remember her her other name that she used after she changed it. I remember that name coming up, and then Grace Records posted they had this. And I said, like, "Well, that's that's a fucking no brainer. Like, I gotta go pick this up." And it was like seven dollars. It was super cheap. Oh damn! And I am just, dude, I'm over the moon, man. I fucking love this. <laughs> I think this is so amazing. It was pretty cool. And what year did it come out again? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Okay, this seems like a kind of, I I don't want to say ahead of its time, but it seems like a, a, a genre that kind of started in the nineties, like jazz spoken word. I don't know why I always associate associate that style with the nineties. This like she's jazz club and shit. It kind of like goes in line with with like our album of the week too. She's very like um, she's very like African American rights driven, female rights driven. Like all, everything she talks about is always not like hating men, but it's always bringing attention to the problems that are caused like by men essentially. And mm-hmm. it's not all with like, all she's about. Like the one I chose, the meeting place, is is not about that. But it's just it's just really cool because yeah she was kind of like ahead of her time and she sounds mad a lot yeah but yeah. it's just frustration she's just really frustrated and like the meeting place this one's really cool it's it's, it's about a, a a penis who's playing at like a club and he's kind of like overhearing a lot of the conversations that are going on and and there's people that are having a horrible life or or not being true to themselves and. As he's sitting there, he kind of like changes his tune a little bit and jazzes it up for certain people and turns it away for other people. And it's just kind of interesting because you, you, you're in the mind of the penis who's taking in all of these other conversations. But at the but like towards the end of it, you realize that like the penis too is has his own problems. He's addicted to whatever it is. It's presumably heroin. That's the reason why he even does this and slaves away the piano to feed his own addiction. So it's like everybody in the bar is fucked. That's kind of so weird. I don't know, man. It was like a, it was like it was a cool take on just like society in general, right? Like we, yeah, we think other people have all these great problems, and like, oh, I'm glad I'm not like that, but like we are. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Here's a here, here's a bit of uh, the the meeting place by Wanda Robinson. Shoulders hunched, eyes at half mass, cigarette protruding from mouth, he plays his piano as if somebody just died. around him sit feeding their cancer drowning their senses talking about those things that are relevant but to what
Everybody has a story to tell. Yet nobody listens. So they come every night, hoping to get what they need without having to say that they need it. So the man in the corner tells his newly discovered prey the thing she wants to hear. There it is. The His meeting place from Wanda Robinson. That was good. It's good stuff, man. I'm interested in this one too. If you if you found it cheap, I would I would, you know, hope that you give me a copy if I don't find it first. It's uh it's also interesting too because the guy the guy that plays piano is is an earlier guy, Jimmy Van Jimmy Van Hewson Housen. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. not not his Christian name, but he changed it eventually. But he, he he was a penis too from the 30s to 70s. But but he's famous because he he's won a bunch of Academy Awards, Emmys. I mean, he's done music all over the place. He was mm-hmm. a personal friend of Sinatra and was supposedly the one who drove Sinatra to the hospital after Sinatra cut his wrist after he split with Ava Gardner. But he was also famous for the song Ain't That a Kick in the Head, the one that Dean Martin later redid. Okay, yeah. And he's also one of the original writers of the Love and Marriage song. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so that's huh. that's that's the guy playing the piano in the background. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So very very interesting stuff and uh I I thought this was I thought this was damn good. I love it. I thought I it was really it. cool too. It was really cool too. It was only on YouTube. It's not even on the the big streaming sites, the normal streaming sites. She sucks. She is Kind of on on like a main uh, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you type in uh, Wanda Robinson, it's what it, what it is. It's just like a a comp that was put out oh, by yeah by the record the label. label, and it's her picture on the comp, like on the cover of the comp. Mm-hmm. Like her picture is there, and she only has two songs, and they're like buried deep into like the the track listing, and it's uh it's very weird. So I don't know. Yeah. What label was it? They're called Perception Records. Mm, okay, never heard of them. I think they were eventually picked up by by um, I don't know somebody else, but I, mm. I I think some of the big names like like Dizzy Dizzy Gillespie he was on mm. he was on Perception for a while. Astru Gilberto. Um, okay, uh, that that was pretty much it actually. No, oh, those are big names though. Yeah, for the time so, for sure. Yeah, in the sixties, especially in the sixties. But okay, cool, cool. That was good stuff. So uh, I I only have two records to talk about. Uh, it's been a very short week because we we did our last episode only what like four days ago, five days ago, and I just have a I just haven't had a lot of time. So uh, I just got the two the two used records, their first two records, the self titled and in love and death. Uh, we we did the used like maybe a year year and a half ago. And we did the self-titled record, and for whatever reason, for I don't know why, but you hated it, and so that was annoying. <laughs> but um, so yeah, right. so so I got those, and in love, it, I mean, I got these from the Revolver website. They were repressed back in I think November or something like that, or December, 
and they said, oh, okay, it's going to ship out on like April, late April, mid or late April. And then the, the, the vinyl shortage delayed it and it was finally shipped out on June 1st. So I got it. I got it Saturday, came in the mail and I was super happy about it. And the variants are super cool. Each record or each of these variants from Revolver, there was only 500 pressed of each. So they sold out super quick and uh, and it, it's great. And I love these two records and I listened to them both today and they sound like this is like a really amazing pressing. And I mean, I, I don't I don't give John Feldman a lot of props, but damn, he did a he did a great job <laughs> on these two records. And 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 from from a production and mixing stand, standpoint, they're two very different sounding records, but he killed it on both of these. Like they both sound so different from one another, but they they each have their own their own greatness to them and I think it's great. And just knowing too that the Feldman produced, mixed and engineered both of these records is it's pretty impressive. It really is. And considering the quality of them and I think the songwriting on these records are great even though you don't agree. I just I have nothing bad to say about either of these. Uh, that's uh, that's fine. Yeah, I mean and like we talked about when we did the the self titled record, like that record was Sorry. So that record just was just got me into like the emo stuff. And I just it kind of it changed my trajectory when it came to like music I listened to. So it just it has that, that crazy nostalgia to it. And so when I when I threw on the self-titled today for the first time, I, I, it's it's a double LP. I threw it on. I'm like, why does this sound so fucking weird? And then and then it, the, the music kicks in. I'm like, OK, this is fucked. And then I realized it plays a 45. This so guy. This, so, so the 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 self titled record is a forty. It plays at forty five. It's a double LP. I mean, it's it's fantastic. But then, in love and death is just one LP, and it plays at thirty three. And uh, yeah, I just, honestly, I, I got nothing bad to say about it. I, I think it they're absolutely amazing records. And this is this pressing is this pressing is flawless. It it really is flawless. So S- since you have since you have their self titled. And presumably the forty five is just—I mean—that's just like tip-top quality. Yeah. Did you try, or will you try, to listen on Spotify and then carefully listen on your record yeah, to see if I'm, you can tell a difference? I'm gonna try. Yeah, I just—I haven't had a—I haven't had time to do any of that stuff, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna try that because I—I was really blown away. I was really blown away by it. Oof. It's so full. It's so full sounding and just loud, but just dynamically loud, just to where it's just—it's just—it's so perfectly balanced. It, I mean, honestly, I was really, really impressed by it. I mean, that's so, yeah. that's the dream, right? That's what we do. <laughs> like, that's I, I. I mean, I don't really care for the record, but I, I'm excited because it sounds so damn good. It. it I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I'm so stoked. And then they each came with like a because because Revolver they they because I guess there was pressed by three different companies uh, this last year, and Revolver was one of them. The Revolver website, and so it, it came with like this this Revolver. I don't even know what to call it, like this wraparound piece of cardboard <laughs> that goes around the actual uh, record jacket, and it, it, they're all hand-numbered, too. So That's an OB strip. Yeah, that, okay, yeah, that's what it is. So so they're all hand-numbered. I think my, my self-titled is like 67 out of 500, and then my In Love and Death is like 145 out of 500. That's cool. So, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's actually hand-marked with a pen, so that's pretty rad. Did you keep the strip? Oh yeah, totally. It's, it's it's all protected. It's all protected, baby. So, <laughs> oh man, it, it's great. 
So, uh, so and if you, also, if you don't know the use, I mean, these two records came out in 2002 and, and 2004. And, you know, in high school, they were just, this was, this was the band. This is one of the bands that just uh, people loved. So um, that leads into my song of the week. And my song of the week is actually the bonus track on the self-titled record. And it's called Choke Me. So I'm just going to get it right into it. No fade, nothing. So here we go. There you go. Choke me from the use. This is my favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite use song. I it's their it's it's easily their heaviest, most aggressive song they've ever put out. And it just like kicks your fucking ass. I don't care who you are, it is it is fucking loud, it is heavy, it is wild. So screw all the haters, right? Nobody but, nobody nobody's gonna hate this song. This even when we yeah. did this album, this was one of my bangers. So this yeah. is, it's a good song. It's really, really good. It's unbelievably just aggressive, just straight out of the gate, aggressive. Everybody, everybody in the band on this, and the song just really goes for it and just, I don't know. I love it. I love it to death. And uh, on the, on the vinyl, it, it, it plays like the CD. So after the, the last song pieces mended, it even has like all the, the silence. And then it starts up with that, the, the dialogue Polly, and then it goes into choke me so it, it it's it's pressed just like the cd which is pretty cool too so okay, good on go. them good on them good on feldy uh because feldy was good at this time so <laughs> good times so do we got anything else vinyl wise or what no that's uh that's it that's all okay so some new album a couple new albums that came out this week atreyu put out their new record called baptize the first one without their singer alex um their singer alex so brandon soller the drummer and also lead vocalist moved up as the front man and he's the sole front man now and um this this record wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be it was better than their last record that they did with alex because that that record was just awful and you agreed with with me too when we did the treyu uh the last yes. of treyu episode yeah that was trash was fucking terrible but this one was was a little bit better but I mean, I don't think I'll ever go back to it. I'll never buy this on vinyl. It was an interesting listen through, but just 
knowing that I don't know, just it just sounds so weird. Like it just it the, it's not because Alex isn't in the band anymore, which is kind of weird, but just the the sound of it just doesn't sound normal. It doesn't sound natural. I, I don't know. It's it's not a natural sounding record. It almost sounds like like rock music run through like a synthes not a synthesizer, but like like an like like electronics. Like nothing about this sounds <laughs> I don't know. You even explaining that sounds terrible. Like that they, what the fucking sounds I, awful. I can't I just I mean the guitars don't really sound like guitars. And the drums sound almost like they're programmed. I know they're probably not programmed, but they sound like they are. And I don't know. And then the, it's just most of this album is just hooks, which is really annoying. And I, I don't like that. Like it'll be like a very short verse, and then a hook, and then a very short verse, and then like seven more hooks <laughs> of that same hook. And it's just like, dude, we get it. Like that's what that's what you need to do to make money. But it's just it seems weird, and I just don't. I tried to keep an open mind with this, but I, I it's okay. It's okay at best. I give it a 1.5. Damn, that's terrible. I give it a 1.5 out of 3. Never go back to it, but it's not that bad. <laughs> so, 1.5. Okay. Are you going to listen to it or are you going to give it a shot? No. No, you don't just don't care enough. I literally do not care at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Atreyu is like a top 10 band for me. That's Damn, I fucking love this band. I mean, that's that's not crazy because they have done some really, really good stuff, but it is such a, it's such a, like a, you know, it hurts when they do some shit like this that you really, really hate. And I like some of the shit that they do, that they do different. Like I'm not opposed to them doing something different, but this is, to me, it's just not good. I just don't get it. <laughs> well, I do get it because the hooks make the money and that's what matters. Cause they sell those, those short hooks and those songs to like, TV stations and sports networks and shit like that. That's where they make the money. So can't blame them too much, I guess, but whatever. So uh, Rise Against, this band, do you love this fucking band? They put out a new <laughs> record. Uh, it's called Nowhere Generation. So how much uh, do you love it? I didn't even listen to this. I don't, <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> all this you guy. do is like talk about how good they are. I, That's uh, all you first do. of all, I don't That's ever all you do. do that. I don't think they're that good. I think they have like two albums that I think are, I think they have one album I think is good and one album I think is pretty good. Okay, that's not what you said before, but okay. I've never said anything otherwise. <laughs> so you're not going to listen to this record? No. <sighs> you only put them in the notes just so you can say that the same fucking thing. Yes, exactly. That's what I did. <laughs> and how many times are you going to listen to a new Foo Fighters record? I'm never going to listen to that. Re- Every I'm f- time. Every time. Now that I have my Foo Fighters greatest hits on the vinyls, I will never listen to another Foo Fighters record as long as I live. Do you remember, what was it, like four or five months ago when you did listen to the new Foo Fighters record and you thought, oh, that's pretty good? Yeah, and then I fucking woke up from my nightmare that I was having. <laughs> Dude, your your distaste for Foo Fighters makes no sense to me. It but just gets whatever. worse. Worse and worse and worse. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So the the next thing here, we got, we got two new songs. Um, you put these up and... The first one, I don't know why. Do you okay? So this comes from, I guess, a band called Mouse Rat. <laughs> the song is called "The Pit." <laughs> why what is you, that what funny? <laughs> what do you think about it, dude? It's terrible. Do you know who Mouse Rat is? I. It sounds like the guys from South Park. <laughs> this is. <laughs> who is this? I. This I, is, I figured it had to be a joke because this is not something that you like. 
This is this is Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. No his way. band called Mouse Rat. They're coming out with an album, baby. Is it like a real thing or is this like a joke? I mean, it started as a joke on on the on the series, but they're now coming out with like an actual album. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that's it's terrible. It's so bad. It <laughs> but this is also the kind of music that a lot of like people like. And that makes me really mad. But it it's, sounds like it sounds like you know a, a song that would be in South Park. It really does. I mean, for it, sure, it's fucking stupid. Like without terrible. any kind of context of, to the show, because it's it's a funny song if you've watched the show, but yeah, without yeah, any yeah, kind yeah. of context, like that's fucking stupid. Like it's 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 a dumb song. It's not good. It's I only enjoy it because I like the show and I know kind of what he's talking about. I know about the pit, so that's why I like it. But it's. <laughs> If anybody else has never heard it, this is probably fucking stupid. It was. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't get halfway through it, and I turned it off. I, I put it. it so I, I put it in there specifically just so you could hate it. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> but I and what makes me like I said, what makes me so mad is that I know people will legitimately like it because it is that that annoying vocal style. Oh, it's so bad. Hey, they throw it up on vinyl, and it's, if it's an affordable price. I'm pre-ordering. You're so stupid. That is so dumb. Unbelievable. If you, oh god. Anyway, let, let, so the other song here uh, comes from a band called A Part of Us, and the song is called "Time to React." What, what is this? You put this up. I don't know. I was just uh, I, I was, on my Spotify weekly. Two of their songs popped up, mm-hmm. and I liked one of them. And then I heard this one, and I was like, "This sounds like the other song that I just already heard." When I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if I like this a lot or if I just think it's a it's just like Italian guys doing this type of music so maybe that's why I'm a little interested I don't know okay I don't it know was if I a, like this. it's a weird it's like it's a weird combina- combination of music it, it's like metalcore mixed with punk mixed with like almost speed metal it's weird but the band is also very very tight. And there, there are moments in the song that are just, they're pretty complicated, but they just hold it together so well. And I, I was actually impressed. It's, it's not something like I would go after like all the time or listen to all the time, but it wasn't bad at all. It was pretty good. It was pretty decent. Yeah. That's, so. that's kind of how I felt too. Like I wasn't blown away by this, but I thought this was really, really solid. It was good. So, I mean, do you, do you want me to play it or no? Nah, it's all right. Okay. All right, so let's move on. Uh, so that's it for new music and, and stuff like that. So Travis Barker uh, it is the 25th anniversary of Sublime's uh, self-titled record, their final record. And Travis Barker is putting out a tribute album to them. He's going to be producing it, and he's going to have a bunch of arti- like guest vocalists and artists to play on it. Uh, the, the two remaining original members are going to be on it. And uh, what do you think about it? I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, this is stupid. There's no need for it. Like really, this is just this is just Travis trying to be a cool guy, and that's that's like he bases his entire life around just trying so hard to be a cool guy, and it's it was so annoying. Like it was fine when he had like Mark and Tom to kind of bring him down a peg and be extra goofy, but yeah. now there's no one to like bring him down a peg, and he's just God. He's so annoying. He's just such a pretentious <laughs> douche, and I just I don't care, don't care. <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with you. There, there's just no, absolutely no reason for it. I mean, why does Trav, Travis have to be involved? It's only because of his name. That, that's all it is. Like, if the guy, if the if Bud and Eric were to do something to commemorate it, that would be cool. Like, I would understand that. If they put it together, 
but knowing that that a third party is putting it together and it that thirty third party being Travis, just it seems so silly and just so it just seems so anti Bradley. Yeah, like, I don't know. Cause, he, I I I feel like he would think this is fucking stupid. Like this is just yeah. dumb. But Travis, you know, because he likes hip hop and Bradley like hip hop, so woo, well, I might as well do this. And there's probably be a lot of things on here that are very hip hop focused and. They're going to be reimaginings like, of songs. It's yeah, and he's so going to bring dumb. in like shitty rappers because you know he's going to bring in shitty rappers. You know Machine Gun Kelly. Absolutely. Gonna be on Absolutely. Oh, God. I mean, I'll listen to it because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker, but. <laughs> we have to. Yeah, we have to, yeah. We might as well do it on the pod. It's our job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> what if it's really good? It oh, might man. be. You never know. I'd be fucking surprised. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> So, I, do we want to talk about the Sublime thing anymore? Because, I mean, no, it's cool that it's the no, 25th anniversary, no. but... Yeah, Travis is silly. He's a silly boy. So, uh, let's see here. Yellow Card. They uh Or not Yellow Card, really. I guess just Ryan Key is doing something with Twitch. Something that, you know, a lot of artists have already done for the last 25 years. I don't understand what the big deal about this is. But, like, the way I'm, I'm reading this is the recording process and the writing process is now going to be an exclusive Twitch stream. Yeah. Is that what this is saying? That's what, that's what I got from it. That's and fucking weird. Like, and they're acting like it's so revolutionary, but it's not. I've, I've never heard of any artists. A lot of recording. Name no, one artist artists that records well, their somebody, writing process and then exclusively does it on one platform. Well, somebody, um, somebody in the comments saying that Mike Shinoda, Mike Shinoda did this like, seven or eight years ago and then i know you're gonna laugh and make fun of me but corn did this in 1997 and 1998 do what they did this exact same thing on the internet they just, they, just they, record the writing process and then post it yeah. to youtube no and no well no they did it live on their website it was called corn tv in 1997 and 98 while they were recording while they were recording follow the leader Every every once a week, they would come on and they would like show the writing process of Follow the Leader and it, the recording process of that album. And they did it for like I think two months or something like that. Every week for like two months but while that's they were doing their that album. own thing. Though this is I know, this is but, it, but it's this the is same Twitch. Idea. I understand, but that's not that's not. I'm not saying this is revolutionary. This is not. But I just that's think how this they're, is they're weird. Nobody's reacting. This is revolutionary. People are reacting. This is fucking weird. Because Twitch is a gaming, what started as like a gaming platform is now trying True. to expand into music. And like this is, this is begs that question of, of why? Why do you need to do money. this? I don't, it's who the fuck cares? True. Especially for a band like Yellow Card. Like, they, yeah, they were, they it's were not popular, even Yellow Card though. It's some motherfucking, this that, is Jetta. That's my, that's my point too. It's like, it's not Yellow Card. And they were, they were popular, but they weren't like, revolutionaries they, they they didn't create anything unique really so i don't know i don't know why this is even being why this is even a thing but whatever people are making money and that's all that matters i guess in the end but i do i do like artists making money in ways other than signing big contracts with already rich record labels i do enjoy that There's aspect that. that's true um so let's see what else we got here uh, De La Soul, they, it looks like they've kind of been released from their, their nasty contract and they are going to be paid some more royalties. So that's pretty good, right? Yeah. All this shit hasn't been on streaming services and they've been fighting with their label for years and the label got, what, what, what was it? Their old label got bought out, right? Yeah. Or they bought the catalog. 
I, well, Tommy Boy, I think they got bought out for like a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's it's so sad because De La Soul is, is like, I mean, they're one of the greats. And mm. to think about like that type of conscious hip hop, that type of alternative rap, and there's, they like that, that genre was so against what was continuously happening to them for decades. Yeah. But now they're free. So now everybody can enjoy their music on, on Spotify. And I think at one point too, they were, they were talking about like for every, every dollar you spend or something like that, like 10 cents or 10% of it or less goes to De La Soul. The rest of it just goes to the label. Well, that was that Tommy boy. Or is that the current, the current label, the current buyout? I don't know who bought them. Tommy Boy was was their their, their that label. was their label, yeah, yeah. It, it was I, don't, I think it was some like publishing firm. I don't know if it was necessarily a label. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, it was somebody who had a fuck ton of money. So yeah, but whatever. I mean, if if the the group's happy and they're making more money, then yeah, more more power to them. And if the fans get to hear it, that's even better. So there you go. Has it been? Have they been posted on Spotify and Apple Music yet? Uh, I checked the other day when I when I posted this, and at the time it was not. But I haven't checked mm. again since then. I'm sure they'll do like some sort of announcement before they throw them up there. It is not on Spotify. I just checked. I oh, just checked. Yeah, they'll probably do some announcement and then do it. Get the hype going, you know. Even though hype's stupid, but love the hype, baby. Hate the hype, baby. Hype is stupid. No so, fun. Zero fun. <laughs> you know me. You. We, that's why we do the pod because I'm no fun. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about on this one? No, that's it. That's all. Okay. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Go to, you know, the, the normal podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Lizzo album, Because I Love You. And uh, that's it. That's all. Okay. Okay.